you can't break my family is something Vin Diesel says in what feels like every Fast and Furious movie, but it's probably only actually one of them, isn't it, really? It's a pretty Fast and Furious heavy show today on Monday Madness, with our full rankings of every single one of them, apart from Hobbs and Shaw, because that's just go away with Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw, really. Um as well as a, a Fast and Furious, or a Fast X non-spoiler review, because only one of us have seen it as time of this recording, which is most annoying. There's also a bunch of trailers. There's a Haunted Mansion trailer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, in what seems to be a double colon title. <laughs> and if you're here for the last episode, yes. you know my hatred of colon titles there's also some rumors about james gunn's superman and a bit more as well as we always like to have fun on this show welcome to the madness hello everyone welcome back Monday Madness with Morgan and the Machine. I don't know what all that kind of signalling I was doing <laughs> in the end of the intro. What did I do? Like, welcome to the Madness. Yes. Like, left, right. I don't know. We're not starting it. It works. It's fine. It's fine. Does it work? I don't know if it does. <laughs> but then again, isn't that pretty accurate to the nature of Fast and Furious yes. movies? Do they work? They are no, all over the place. Somehow they do work. <laughs> Strange. This one, this one definitely will have you doing that because you kind of go in all kinds of directions, <laughs> which we will get into. I, 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 I would expect, as I think I would expect anyway. Yes, from a Fast and Furious movie. Um, I don't know. Are we okay? How are we? How are you? How am I? How is well, everybody? Are we, are we all good this week? Well, apparently, I'm furious. <laughs> you are furious. I am fast. So think ah. of that what you will. Um, <laughs> whatever in, in whatever context you may want to. I'm not very fast, actually, as we all know. I'm slow and deliberate and can't even run that fast, really. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't run in a long time. When was the last time any of us actually ran unless we are yeah. actual athletes? You yeah, know? Not it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But I'm happy to be perpetuating stereotypes about angry black women. Well, look, curious. it couldn't have been. Fine. I I go on this side of the screen. That's yes. why. Yes, yeah. Okay. And it couldn't have been furious and fast, which is. is I'll a, take your word. Never used. I'll take your word for it. That is my word for it. It's, okay. it's a title they've never used, and I'm quite surprised they have never used, actually. I mean, you could have made me X, so fast X, fast 10. <laughs> yes, but it's all no, I encompassing get it. I get it. Fast and Furious. <laughs> yes. Day on I'm the just, show. I just like giving you a hard time. It's fine. <laughs> I know you do. Yes, you're very good at it. You, you always have been, and uh, you probably always will be. Um <laughs> But well, we do have things we want to talk about today. I yes. Think. Well, we certainly do. Um, what do we want to start with in today's What's Up? I will ask the question of Sot Janine. 
Um, we have a few things up today, Morgan. We always have some new trailers coming out, so we do have quite a few uh, trailers to talk about. Um, yes, one, we'll, we'll get this one out of the way since you are unfamiliar, but we got a <laughs> another new trailer for A Mission Impossible, their new movie that's coming out in July, uh, part one of um, a two-part kind of finale, I guess. Um, so no. I don't <laughs> trust anybody when they say these things anymore. Again, not after what Vin Diesel's been saying at the the Fast X premiere, <laughs> Fast and Furious now being a three part finale. finale I don't trust yeah. anybody when they say this is no, going to be the last one. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm yeah, but that. that's fair. That's fair. Especially when you're a pretty successful franchise, which this one is. Yeah. And I, I talk about getting this out of the way for you because you actually have not seen any Mission Impossible movies yet. Um, but we Saving myself. <laughs> yes. So um, I guess in this moment now I can tease that uh, we will be watching the series probably in July for Morgan hasn't seen. So you will get to finally watch these movies and and form your opinions about this franchise. Yes. I think a lot of people actually put this in the kind of trilogies of these uh, spy movies as kind of their number one. Um, I recently saw Christian Harloff. He talked about his ranking and he put this one first born second and bond third just the problem with bond <laughs> is that it has just... too many <laughs> yes there's so many and different actors and different interpretations that there's not a strong consistency whereas you, would need you know to, you would need to take something like mission impossible and born and just put one era of bond up against that you yes, can't have exactly. every era of bond up <laughs> yes because it would be difficult to kind of do that um but i think this franchise has been pretty consistent um i don't think there's i think there's better movies than others but i don't think there's one bad movie in the bunch so i'm curious to see what you think when you finally watch them but i mean just in what you've seen of this trailer um, what are you getting from this? Are, is there even a, the tiniest, slightest bit of anticipation to even delve into this series for you now, having seen this? Well, <laughs> look, I mean, Mission Impossible has always been something that other, others have told me to watch, and we all know how that goes with oh, me. Yeah. Out of don't pure stubbornness, me. you don't watch. Because pure somebody's... stubbornness, yeah. Absolute yes. pure stubbornness. Um, <laughs> I just, I just won't do it. Um, but I've always had an outside respect for them because they're clearly very successful movies, clearly very well-loved movies, clearly movies that do that particular spy, heisty thriller genre really, really well and really consistently. Um, I don't think there's necessarily anything fr from this trailer directly makes me as an outsider go oh yes i'm into that but i can certainly see why it probably would be for all of the mission impossible fans because you know all the past people seem to be back Ving rain simon peg all this business and i don't know i don't know if they like haven't been in some movies and have been in some movies the I really only don't know. 
the only actor who has been there in the beginning since Tom Cruise is Ving Rhames. Okay. I, Simon Pegg didn't come in until the third movie. So he's been there since the third movie. Okay. And um, Rebecca Ferguson, she came in in the last movie. Or the oh, last. Right. Okay. She's, she, this is, I think, her, this will be her third movie. Was she in the one with Henry Cavill? Yes. I remember that one. I remember the trailer for that one because he did that weird charge up his arm. Charge up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To start to fight. So I was like, I remember watching that trailer and being like, oh, that's a, that's interesting. Yes, we like Henry Cavill. And it was yeah. the whole Henry Cavill mustache situation. Yes. Well, yes. No, he was, he was great in that. So, so um, we're into that. But there's yeah. I don't think there's anything in particular about this trailer that I'm like I said, as an outsider going, yes, that. But look, I, I am intrigued as to this upcoming series of Morgan Hasn't Seen. Do check out Morgan Hasn't Seen on, on the podcast yes. feed, of course. You have it scrolling down at the bottom if you are watching. If you are listening, it's literally probably just the next step. You know, a couple of episodes down is the last episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen on uh, on your preferred podcast platform. So we will be doing a series on, on Mission Impossible. It's been a long time coming, really, I think, that yes. one. And for some reason, I, I've only recently realised that the first one was a Brian De Palma movie. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I'm actually interested, I'm, I'm doubly interested in because there have been bring his slightly heightened, yes. ridiculously stylish. That's probably the most kind of it. serious, plotty one. Um okay. And yeah, like I think though the the earlier ones, I think one through four have like very fun voices because it's like completely different directors, but known directors with very specific styles. So you have Brian De Palma, yeah. the first one, you have John Woo, the second one. So okay. you know, you know yeah. his kind of vibe. <laughs> so it's very much heightened kind of goofy action. Going I mean, into that similar, one. similar to De Palma, John Woo, in the sense that everything is taken <clears throat> up to a ridiculous theatrical level. Yes, yes. You have J.J. Abrams in the third one. Okay. Um, I believe Brad Bird, the fourth one. So you're having all these different voices kind of speak to these familiar characters. And so there's fun tones throughout kind of Who's the, doing the, this one. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, I think that's his name, who did okay, did, um, the last few. He did the last, the yeah, last he, few. Yes, yes, and I think he wrote, um, and and worked on uh, Top Gun Maverick with with Tom Cruise. I think oh, he, he, right. he helped pen the story for that. So they have worked really closely together, and I think he actually is involved in the writing of the ones he's directed as well of these movies. So, um, yeah, um. I'm excited for it because I really love this franchise. I've actually been doing this rewatch with friends because they, one of our friends, Dials, he has not seen them. So um, whenever we can get together, we kind of plan a whole big movie night and everybody comes over and I'll make food and a themed cocktail. And we, so we haven't gotten very far because we're all always super busy. So we have watched the first two. So, um, I don't know that we'll make it in time, but of course I'll be watching them again for our show. But um, so I'll get my double fill of these movies. But I've loved them. I think it's a solid franchise. Um, it's just one of those things that I think is why when you watch these kinds these movies, it's 
the franchise that makes you say that Tom Cruise really is kind of the last movie star. Um, okay, so the, that I mean, the, this is the franchise for him, really, more yeah. so than more so than anything. I mean, to be fair, when you think about it, it's his only real franchise, isn't it? I mean, we yes. say franchise movie series. It's his only real movie series that's been consistent and well made and and then obviously like his his um delving into the stunt work and doing these crazy stunts yeah. and elevating them yeah. has kind of come out of these movies and you don't see any other actors really kind of putting themselves on the line as much i think maybe a close would be keanu because he did a lot of his stuff yeah. in you know the john wick film so um yeah an actor who kind of does everything and still can you know be charismatic on screen and and carry this franchise and um you know still after all this time and even with all the weird things kind of in his personal life but you still love watching him on screen um i think this is this is kind of the one thing that really reminds you when you watch these movies that yes, he's kind of the last of this generation of the Arnold's and the Bruce's and the Stallone's and movies where you yeah, just I mean, hear he... the name and that's enough for you to buy a ticket. Um, he feels like kind of the last of that era who, you know, his name recognition alone, because despite how you think of him in, in, in his reality in his day to day, it's clear who he is on a film set. It's clear who he is when he's making a movie. Yeah. Um, and and people have a lot of respect for him in that sphere. So I think you hear he's going to be in something and, you know, you don't really hesitate to want to check it out. And I think that's yeah. kind of fallen by the wayside in a lot of ways in terms of Hollywood. So, um, yeah, this franchise. You can't help but respect him professionally. Yes, and especially with these movies, with him really delving into these insane stunts. So, I mean, I'm excited to... It, every movie, I think, has upped the ante and upped the stunts. And not in a Fast and Furious way where it kind of feels far-fetched. They still grounded in some kind of reality, it feels like. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. And I'm really excited for us to do this series so you can kind of, you know, frame <laughs> your, your opinions around what these movies are and hopefully enjoy them and, and yeah. really be excited to get into this movie as well. So even yeah. though we have a double colon title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Colon, <laughs> colon <power>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought, we were, I, thought I, I, I honestly thought the part one, part two was a, a 10 years ago thing. And then we kind of stopped for a bit. It feels like we stopped doing that for a bit. Yeah. Part one, part it, two. It was very much, you know, the hunger, like the YA was like the, was. the genre Harry that was doing it. that. Games did it. Yeah. Other things definitely. Twilight. Twilight did it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it feels like it stopped. But are we are we are we getting back into that? World I mean, perhaps, now? especially with you know what what Vin is out here saying. Um, but I mean, yes. the man's insane. 
Yes. But our friend Marley loves film. He remind he reminded or he pointed out to me in the first place. I don't think I noticed that it was Mission Colon Impossible on this time. Oh, of course so. it is. It's his it's mission yeah. colon impossible. Colon I don't think I noticed that. So he he sent me like a screenshot of the title because he he listened to our whole colon debate. <laughs> last monday show and so he's like so he 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 showed me that and i was like oh my gosh i you know i love this franchise been watching it i don't even think i paid attention that it was mission colon impossible colon whatever the thank you for pointing that out marley yes and making me just (laughs) yes validating (laughs) validating my hatred yes but also you know putting me under more stress when i actually watch these movies to have more colons we can't be doing yes yeah so that was a funny kind of realization but yeah i'm excited for us to delve into that series and yeah you to be excited to watch this movie so yeah yeah. well Mm -hmm. i'm excited well excited to watch this movie or just understanding of what's going on yes i mean only comes with enjoyment Janine and I'm still being stubbornly convinced that I <laughs> am a hater. Of, yeah. Okay. Of mission Impossible. And I think it's going to be all encompassing in the fact that I think they're even you know bringing back characters um, from past films. They they brought back um, Vanessa Kirby came in as the daughter of a character from the first film. Okay. Uh, Henry's Henry Zerny was in the first film. We hadn't seen him since, and now I think he's actually returning in this new movie. Um, so the trailer's kind of highlighting the whole kind of, you know, not skipping over kind of things from, you know, earlier on in the franchise, bringing those things back to make it all feel canon. Unlike Bond that kind of, you know, skips around and there's no really continuity to a lot of it. Um, so this well, one... No, there's nothing... There's nothing like Bond in terms of something that's so. Well, these films series, there is absolutely nothing like Bond that is able to be so kind of comic book with it, where it's a new, a new right, new iteration every time, yeah, a new adventure. Well, for the most part, this this series, this franchise, had been doing that as well kind of ignoring what came before you know he, oh, okay he, so he had you know second film he has this whole kind of love interest with with uh Thandie Way newton and then we never hear from her again uh, anthony hopkins anthony hopkins is his boss in two and then we never hear from him again okay. um he has like a different team every time with maybe one or two familiar people so there didn't seem to be any kind of continuity until um the most recent one fallout and now kind of getting characters from the first film and people related to characters from earlier films kind of coming back so i'm i'm glad to see that this film with from this trailer is actually not it completely ignoring the continuity of the franchise because it it felt very much bond in a lot of ways where each film was like a brand new team and brand new people and you know that's why you know yeah. ving ving and him have been the only people yeah. from the whole you know Thing who have been around the whole time so this well, one looks like enough. it's going well, to call back it, so yeah it, it's probably just doing that because it's the, the final finale yeah I, yeah I guess but that makes sense that was quite nice to hear actually i don't mind yeah. you know I, I i do quite like that really having things feel like their own movie feel like you could probably just watch 
any in order or most you know in yeah any order i should say yeah yeah so uh, for the first few like yeah no it's matter. a different story it's a, it's you know it's a different continuity things that happened in the previous film don't really apply so it you can kind of work in that bubble in the first i don't few mind films. that yeah I'm, I'm i've never i've never even heard i've never heard that that was the case before so i'm yeah. quite i'm pleased to hear that actually it makes me actually a little bit more into watching those movies to be honest with you right in the last minute of you just discussing that <laughs> it has made okay. me a little bit more excited to actually okay. watch those movies yeah. um but yes mission impossible dead reckoning there's also a trailer janine for a movie that i am i am very very into now especially after having watched this trailer i think because it looks like such a almost spiritually dark movie i think yes yeah which is uh scorsese's killers of the flower moon that we talked about a couple of weeks ago or, or a couple of episodes ago um when there was more details and more kind of photos released from it but it's now got a, a, full, trailer. Uh, a yeah. full trailer um I mean, it's it's a it's a western. It, it's obviously a western. It, it, yeah. It's very much. A, it's a late western. Sure, it's like the twenties, but this just looks like a fascinating, fascinating movie. This whole big question of can you see the wolves in this picture? Yes, I love and that last shot of the trailer where we're kind of just coming up on these this group of people, and then that you hear that line over it. It's, it's, I thought that was really. A kind of a cool um you know juxtaposition him saying that line and then you know repeating that line and then seeing that group of people and kind of giving us a hint to you know what we're in for it was definitely kind of it, it made me a little bit sad because you know this is in the 20s and it's reminding me of uh the movie wind river which kind of is talking about the same issues Okay. Um, of native women getting killed and you know their murders going unsolved and that's a modern movie based on kind of real things that happen in, right. in these communities so the fact that something like this is happening in the 20s and it's still happening today in a movie like wind river is just just very kind of heartbreaking to see so um yeah because this is based on true events as well as yeah mm -hmm. the flower moon and like you say yeah the, the kind of the the murder of native people for for greedy people to acquire their land that that's yeah. that's the idea of this movie and it's trying to find out who's behind it all. yes I and, mean, and another Nero kind of looks like he's very kind of old world and and shady in this movie dicaprio seems to play a uh, I suppose is it is it he, does it he have a Native American lover? Is that is yeah? That it seems like they're in a relationship. It looks like there's even a scene of him in bed with her while she's giving birth. So presumably, you know, a marriage or a relationship uh, with this Native woman, and very much scenes of them kind of being huddled together, walking through crowds, some type of discrimination maybe happening. 
Um, oh, I imagine I imagine significant discrimination. There's going to be yes. significant depictions of really horrible kind of um, you you would imagine the the calls of uh, savage or what have you. Yes, and, and, and this interracial like, relationship as well. Um, I think there's also going to be a subplot of kind of these this case um, bringing about the forming of the FBI and uh, yeah, J. Edgar Hoover and all of that. So yeah, because um, Jesse Plemons, I think, is playing a, an FBI kind of or Pinkerton agent or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it is De Niro that kind of interests me a lot in this movie. Yeah. One, he, you know, he actually looks his age, <laughs> and he is an old man now. Is yes. De Niro? I mean, has he not just had another child at like seventy-nine or something like that? Yes, he just had a baby. Also, very fun debate happening between who's hotter, younger him or younger Al Pacino, which has been a really hot debate I've happening on that. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's have that debate. When we finish talking about this trailer, okay. because okay. I, I, I'm, I'm very into, <laughs> I, I am actually very into this trailer because obviously I trust Scorsese with virtually anything because yeah. it's Scorsese and he is, if he isn't the, he is certainly one of the greatest living directors. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. If he isn't the top, that his decisions and his wants to to make the movies he wants to make should never be questioned i've seen uh, an interview with him very recently i think it's only just come out that is kind of very sad he's, he's he's had he was speaking about this movie and he was speaking about how he's kind of only now beginning to open up to the, or he was likening it to something that Akira Kurosawa said in an interview when he won his Oscar when he was 83 yeah. years old. And he said, I'm only just now realizing um, what, you know, the, the, what cinema can be, what movies can be. And it's too late for me now. Wow. Because he's too old. And, and, Scorsese was saying in this interview that he remembers seeing that interview with mm -hmm. Kurosawa back when that was and not understanding what he means. Like, what do you, what do you mean? It's, it, it's he now late. understands. Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, he was saying this in this interview, Scorsese was, that he now understands that because he feels like it's too late for him now. He's to, he's old now. He's, yeah, he's recognizing his own age now. I think Scorsese yeah, he's feeling it and almost, which is really, really sad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, that sort of thing as somebody who wants to keep making Doing it, movies, wants yes, experimenting with different mm -hmm. styles of movies, different types of movies, different stories, the ways of making movies, but recognizing that it's too late for me now and so that is that is heartbreaking but i think should mean that a movie like this is going to have a lot of 
quality to it, a lot yeah. of passion and, and, and love put into it, of what is a really a really dark story. Yes, it I looks super dark. I can imagine this is just going to be a wonderfully weaved tale of, of, of just deceit and, and greed and these big picture kind of themes that you will be dealing with like i've said de niro is the one who seems to be playing the shady guy yes and it also it's is kind of terrifying at the fact that like it feels very topical <laughs> you builds, know <laughs> yes um but also i think it looks great in terms of he's really capturing the air he's really capturing the tone um it everything looks kind of this gray sepia kind of like an old photograph of a native american woman or something yeah. um so very even brown, just, very brown yeah, movie even just the tone of how it looked in this trailer really set the stage and set the era for me so i'm really you know into seeing this movie and and really um it looks like it's going to be great performances and a very dark tone and and really delving into um a true story that i don't really know that much about so kind of learning from that and and um the best yeah. kind of the best kind of true story movies i'm not somebody who you know goes after true story after true story after biopic after biopic in terms of movies i very much like fiction yeah <laughs> i very much like kind of out there heightened fiction that yeah Lily I think fictional. I think you have a sensitivity a bit to things that feel too real, especially I, on, I some, on especially sometimes. on the darker end of of things. I, I I honestly do sometimes, but that doesn't mean to say that I don't really appreciate movies that are that way. Yeah. Um. There's some some wonderful wonderful movies that are deeply depressing, that are very very real, very very yeah. real life that yeah. I I do genuinely think of just wonderful wonderful movies not necessarily ones you want to watch every week but really really wonderful movies um this style of true story movie i think is the best kind because it has found a very very interesting very i suppose well yeah interesting i suppose i can't really think of another word um little very important bit of history that should be more important than it is or should feel yeah. more you know should have been sh more people should be aware of yes it yeah. than they are and these are the kind of things you don't want to see true stories about something everybody knows about you know all the time yeah no nobody nobody wants to see that because that, that we know about is boring we know about it we have our opinions yeah. on that issue whatever it may be already we don't on this because do we really know about it this is a little this is a researched thing yeah that they've done while making this movie that they are going to give so much not credit to they're going to they're going to put it on a pedestal and say here is an issue deal with it let's make this wonderful looking movie this really admittedly heavy looking movie but the kind of heavy looking movie that i'm watching this trailer going 
I can't wait to see this, not this is going to be too much for me. Because I think Scorsese's able to do these heavy subjects and make them feel so watchable. Yeah. And that's just his style of of filmmaking. That's just yeah. his ability to create movies. Yeah. To to have horribly, sometimes really horribly heavy subject matter. Um but make it watchable feel, and you know feel almost fun. Almost fun. Not fun, but it gives it a certain magic. Gives it a certain flair. Yeah, it gets you invested and you, and you you get really involved in the story. Um yeah, and I feel like like you talked about um it being something that maybe not a lot of people know about. That's what it, why I think maybe also it reminded me of Wind River because while it wasn't for land or anything like that, there is a trend in the Native American community of women getting murdered and it goes unsolved. It goes untalked about the whole kind of big thing with Wind River was this issue of Native women getting killed and no, and, and nobody really caring to look into their murders and things like that. So um, it, it definitely reminds me of that. And then again, just the topical nature of this story um, and kind of, what's happening in America right now with the suppression of education and stories like this, mm, um, yeah. you know, government not wanting these kinds of issues and stories to be talked about or taught in schools. So I love that we're at least getting that in our media, getting that with great filmmakers who don't want to suppress these stories and don't want to suppress this history. Um, so on that end in an educational sense because a lot of people a lot of kids today are not going to get to learn these things because of what the government is trying to do at least there is a place where we can still be educated and learn about these things but done in this beautiful artful way so yeah and like i said just very watchable looking way yeah. as well not not doesn't feel like a boring historical yeah movie or boring history documentary not that i think these kind of things are boring anyway but they have a certain kind of attitude that goes against them a lot of the time um but it, it really does look like a fascinating movie a movie yeah. that is going to i think show more respect for native americans than Virtually any major Hollywood movie is probably ever done. <laughs> yeah. When you actually think about it, they don't have a great record with Native Americans. Yeah. Hollywood. They have a pretty tragically bad yeah. record when it comes to depicting Native American life properly. And I think this one's going to do that particular, you know, group of people such credit um by just showing something frankly and and having this idea of can you find the wolves in this picture yeah of being can you one. find you know who is behind the, the yes the conspiracy almost the, yeah the murder That's happening mm -hmm. yeah and it's all suppressed it's all secretive and and you have to fight to weasel you know the to, truth. To, you yeah. have to fight to pull out the weeds almost yeah that's the kind yeah. of 
attitude. It's going to be such a good movie, this. Yeah. I really do think it is. Um, All the applause for Killers of the Flower Moon. We do have another trailer, though. God, we're going to be waffling on today. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you did want to just touch on that debate. Oh, I did. Yes, God. <laughs> I'm conscious of the time. I'm, I, I hate waffling. I really do. <laughs> we just get so into what we're talking about. And I do kind of love the flow of that. Um, you know, it's Monday Madness. So we just, you know, it is flow go here. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, there was a very fun debate that was you reminded me of with the talk of this trailer of yeah who is hotter in their youth <laughs> De Niro or Pacino De Niro um, it's not even a yeah, debate for me. yes it's definitely De Niro I think he I think in the in the poll itself was like 50 50 but all the videos I've seen are De Niro and I'm 100 how is De it not it's, De Niro especially you know knowing that De Niro has a thing for the sisters so yeah no. <laughs> he does yes he does very much so yes so uh, is he not like only exclusively been in like um, long-term relationships with I, black women? his his first one yes and then then i think and right now the ba- the woman he's had the baby with i think she is asian so you know multicultural oh, okay. kind of guy so. <laughs> well yeah yeah um but you yeah like definitely like bobby i don't you know you like who you like. You are attracted to who you are attracted to. We yes. can't stop yeah. that, can we? And I think you'll appreciate the latest debate now that's happening. I think people are trying to do Paul Newman and Marlon Brando now. So <laughs> that's a tough one. Somebody broke it down really I don't know well. Why I'm getting involved as though I'm. <laughs> attracted to these men you are a secure man who can state when you find another man attractive it's very true it's very Um, true definitely (laughs) it's like 70 like early 70s de niro is definitely i'm just thinking early 70s de niro is, is is far more physically good looking than early 70s pacino I think, I think so. I think, and Pacino's more baby-faced a little bit. He is. He's boyish. Yeah. Yes. And De Niro's yeah. got a certain ruggedness, like, hard edge to him. Yes, and Pacino I think that's what people doesn't. like. He has the curly hair, and yeah. So yeah. Um, but yes, somebody did break down the Newman Brando pretty well. They were like, okay, um, you know, Paul Newman essentially stayed pretty good-looking through his whole life. Whereas, you know, Brando did not. (laughs) Um, Also kind of just looking into his hostile kind of work vibe and Newman not really having that. Also being a very, you know, um, consistent in terms of, you know, being with the same woman for his whole, whole, you know. is remarkably unproblematic. Yes. He is. Um, It's a tough one, though, because, (laughs) I mean, there's like... They're not too similar. In a, you know, there's a bit of an age difference, I think, between yeah. Paul Newman and Brando. Maybe 10-ish years, something like that. But you think of a streetcar named Desire Brando is kind Ooh, of yeah. Hollywood hotness at its absolute Yeah, form. like he made the, t- the T-shirt, which was just an undershirt, he made that a look and a vibe. <laughs> but I think Paul, Paul Newman... Paul Newman is a strikingly <laughs> handsome man. And and yeah. like you said, 
did kind of stay that way his entire life. Yeah. Um, which makes the debate even more fun, I suppose, between De Niro and Pacino was who's more attractive now. Yeah. <laughs> and probably is it still De Niro? Still De Niro, yeah. Probably is. Al looks a little crazy. Um, so yes. <laughs> just to just to move forward with the show, um, we can continue. Yeah, but Bra yes. Brando <laughs> letting Brando let himself go. He did. We should did. do this. We should do this. Yes. <laughs> maybe we should. Yeah, like that was a really fun debate. I think everyone was having a lot of fun with that. But yes, I recently saw the new one with Newman and, and Brando as well. So yeah, we might have to kind of create our own because it's, it's really fun. What do you think fun. the height of Paul Newman's? <laughs> because really the height of Brando, Brando's uh, attractiveness is a street can named Desire. And then it does start to go downhill for him. Like, yeah. A few years later in On the Waterfront, he's not as he's, yeah. he's letting himself go even then Just a little bit a little yeah. bit yeah and we can't be considering him attractive when it when you know when we're in the 70s and after no yeah. no 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 yeah <laughs> but paul newman paul, i mean paul newman had the mustache at times as well yeah, and he still looked good with the mustache on and you know we love an unproblematic king so uh yeah yeah <laughs> yes i don't know i don't know with that it's 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 tough it's a fun debate I think it's a fun debate brando had a big brando had a better peak but a tiny peak yeah it um, didn't last as long as newman newman, newman yeah. had the longevity so I, well, I insert pictures here so you you can help us decide uh <laughs> but moving forward we do have yes, one more sorry. trailer <laughs> to discuss um and that is the haunted mansion trailer so this is i guess a bit of a redo because the first haunted mansion movie did not do so well and i think maybe it's because it just veered too far away from the funnest elements of the ride and i know the ride does have some really great characters and stories i've kind of been finding myself following creators on tiktok who love the parks and know kind of the stories of of the haunted mansion and kind of give the backstories on some of the ghosts and so that's been fun to kind of delve into um and yeah i think that original eddie murphy film kind of came up with its whole new story that had nothing to do with anything familiar and maybe there were nods here and there but nothing that was really encompassing of the ride um like even I pirates Eddie Murphy <laughs> I know I, I I think people have kind of come around on it now but I think at the time it didn't do as well as it you know it could because it was so far removed from the ride because even pirates you know came up with its own story but it had a lot of the fun little familiar cues to things that you, you've seen on the ride so i just I, I do I, I do think especially the first one and i mean i suppose the second pirates as well but especially the first pirates he's such a competently made mo yes. movie yes it's such a, a, a take itself seriously fun adventure movie yeah. that you can't help but 
be appreciative of it. The haunted Eddie Murphy's The Haunted Mansion just wanted to be an Eddie Murphy comedy vehicle, and it exactly, was. and and you didn't get much that played into you know the fun of the of the ride. So this one looks like it's definitely incorporating the lore of some of these characters and some of these yes. ghosts. You get the hat box ghost and and uh, yes. Madame Leota and all this stuff. So um, Where yeah, are the really... heads though. That was something that Eddie Murphy's did very well. Um, I mean, they might be in there. I, and I think, you know, we do get a glimpse of the hitchhiking ghosts as well. Um, so I'm curious to see this, this like, the story they make around this house. I kind of love the opening, Rosario Dawson kind of, you know, warning Lakeith Stanfield, you know, if you walk in here, your life is going to change. So I'm letting you know. And he's like, you know, I can handle it. Um, and just seeing him in this trailer and his vibe was just very much giving me, you know, this live action Princess and the Frog. It's going to happen whether we want it or not. So, you know, maybe keep a, keep an eye on the Keith to be your Dr. Facilier because he was definitely giving me those vibes in this trailer. And I could see I him think he doing could work as that very yeah. well. Yeah, because, he, he, you know, he's got the I think he's got the 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 vibe yeah his, but he yeah. also has the look of it because he's quite i mean not not to call a keith stanfield gaunt but he's a he's gangly and thin and kind of yeah. stringy looking isn't he yes and his face is it's it's unique in the sense that he's able to i think do an awful lot without moving his face a great deal yeah. <laughs> um, quite similar, actually, I think, to his Get Out co-star, Daniel Kaluuya. He's able to do so much with his face without moving. Without moving, yeah, yes. And I think that's, that's a testament to just good performing and presence. Really is. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. He's kind of seeming to be our lead in this movie. Tiffany Haddish is in it as well. Um, like, he's a good crier as well, Lakeith Stanfield. Yes, way. yeah. He's a very good crier. As is Daniel, who, you know, did that Daniel, stone face. Dan <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya is a quiet crier, but I think looking Stanfield is a, is a a bit more of a, he's a bit more theatrical. Yes, so, which I think is perfect for this movie um, and him kind of. And woodwork as Dr. So, Yes, yes. So I'm really kind of curious to see what this story is, why these, because we actually have like real people in this house, what, you know, Rosario Dawson's story is, is like she's the kind of the caretaker of this house and um, Owen Wilson looks like he's some kind of priest and um, Tiffany Haddish looks like some kind of medium. Uh, so I'm interested to see and it looks like we actually get a a real life embodiment of the hat box ghost like he's not like you know see-through yeah, transparent yeah um we true. we see um you know madame leota as human jamie lee curtis and at some point she becomes the head in the in the in, the, in, the, uh, in the crystal ball so yeah i I'm, I'm really curious to see what the full story is crap because we kind of just got glimpses of things without really setting up what the core kind of story is so this was a my bit of a favorite teaser thing, though it was a bit of a teaser but my favorite thing is the fact that danny devito is front and center in 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 this trailer yes <laughs> and in the movie like he's getting fully involved Yes, and, and I feel like we haven't seen like him that. in a while like <laughs> you probably haven't seen him in a movie since 
he, he was in the, the Dumbo live action. Oh, yes, he was. He was. He was. You probably haven't seen him since that. Yeah. But he's, so. he's, quieting, he's quietening down a little bit, his DeVito, but he comes back and gives it his full throttle yes. whenever he is required <laughs> to. And yeah. I think he's, he's going to have far more fun in what looks like a genuinely, I'm into this. Yeah. As far as live action, because you can't call it a live action remake, really, can you? Because it's based off the ride. Yes, it had already it already had a movie, so I suppose it's technically a redoing. Yeah. But it's based off the ride. I don't mind things that are based off the ride. Yes, no, I, like I, I like the elevator is like my favorite part. I think that's such a cool thing. That's in so this we, trailer. If, well. Yes, in this trailer. the stretching. Yeah. So if we can get in, into those things, I love the story they've created around Constance Hatchaway, this woman who kills all her husbands. And we do see a bit of her, uh, some guy, a bride with an axe in here. So, yeah, I'm like really curious to delve into some of these ghosts specifically and then what these human characters how they um are incorporated into that story so yeah it looks like a lot of fun i'm really excited to actually see the core story of what this movie is going to be about but just really seeing so much of the ride in it um which is more than i feel like we got from the eddie murphy version um has got me excited so even though i do kind of i have a soft spot for that weird little movie i've only seen it once so i i don't really remember being that engaged by it um but um well i i I actually remember accidentally uh paying money on an on-demand television service for that movie as a child oh okay because it was just like i want to watch that movie yeah and i'll have to yes okay i'll pay and it was just like whoa what you're paying to watch movies for I was like, sorry, I didn't realize. And now I that's now that's movie. a commonplace thing. Um, Terence Terence Stamp. Terence Stamp, yeah. Over theatrical. Jennifer Tilly is Madame Leota in that. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to have to do some job to improve on Jennifer Tilly, I think, because do the voice. Yes. I mean, that, that is what that character sounds like to me. And yeah. is that not a little bit what she sounds like in the ride anyway? Kind they don't yeah. ride for a long time, but yeah. does she not sound more like Jennifer Tilly than Jamie Lee Curtis? I think so. From what I, you know, from what my mind remembers, yeah. Um, we also see our dueling ghosts, so yeah, I'm really excited to see as much as we saw from the ride in this, and 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 I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I, I'm 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 into this, which is unusual because these Disney live action movies. We often just, go, we don't yeah. care. The, well, what's the point? It's all silly. But we're, not, we're, we're, we're into this. Yeah. We're into this, which is fun. Um, well, let, let's actually get a little bit into, I mean, we are pushing for time. Let's <laughs> yeah. get a little bit into some uh, rumors of the Superman. Yeah. James, James Gunn Superman, Superman movie. Legacy. Which is, of course, going to kick off James Gunn's uh, DC world, uh, DC, DC, 
what the hell do you call it? DC series? What's the word? Yeah, I mean, his run of DC films, um, he's, you know, he's calling kind of this first phase gods and monsters. So um, this will be the movie that he's writing and directing. Um, And so these are just kind of rumored castings that are out there. Um, And some of the front runners of people. Um, I've even seen a couple of things for Lois Lane as well. So. Okay, I don't. I've, I don't think I've seen anything for Lois Lane. Uh, uh, Miss Maisel herself, uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Ooh. is is kind of in talks as potentially being okay. Lois Lane. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. What I I do actually quite like about these, or a lot of these um, rumors of who James Gunn's superman james Gunn's clark kent is going to be is that they're not really big name people they're not even yeah. really very very known people well that's kind of well, christopher reeve and um henry cavill were very much the same kind of thing they weren't super well-known uh actors when they got cast no at the superman. time certainly probably yeah. not no yeah but this is this is i think a very, very good thing yeah um because really i mean look how much hate every batman casting gets you know i mean even so, yes yeah, with michael keaton there was letter writing campaigns well, this is what <laughs> this is what i mean because because these people are known already and then they get cast as a famous thing yeah which is almost not the way of going about it even though i think every person who has ever played Batman has done a, a reasonable job, even Clooney and Kilmer. Yeah, you, know, you don't, you can't. Really... But like you said, that's a good point. These are all people who had a name before they jumped into this big role, and so people. And the Supermans don't. Yeah. Yes, that's interesting. Which, is, <laughs> which seems to have continued here, because yes, okay, these people have been in something smaller things or shows or things, one or two movies shows. that you know. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't necessarily stage. Yeah. stage. You don't necessarily know them by name. I certainly don't know any of these people by name. David Corrinsweet, Jacob E. Lordy, Tom Brittany, and Andrew Richardson seem to yes. be four names that are continuing to be brought up yes. in terms of rumored supermen. I think pretty much all of them look the part yeah <laughs> they are ve- they are clearly very tall chiseled handsome men they're, they're actually noticeably i think on the younger side yes um, like i think 30 40 they're like 20 30 yeah i think the david corn sweet guy he he definitely i think people have done some concept art of him you know in the superman gear and he looks really good um the only thing i know him from i think most people probably know him from is pearl which i don't think you've been able to see yet um oh stop reminding me <laughs> he, she meets this uh kind of skeezy projectionist character and th- that's who he plays um so yeah like just it from general looks and even you know he was very charming in pearl so um 
I could definitely see that. And I think he's discussed that this is kind of a dream role for him that he would want to play and what he aspires to play. And he talks a lot about wanting it to be, you know, while he did enjoy the darker kind of tone of Henry Cavill Superman, which I think is more put on Zack Snyder's vision as opposed to Henry Cavill's choice for the character. Um, He would love to get back to the kind of that hopeful, wholesome, you know, um, more more spirited version of the character, and and so he talks a lot about he the way he talks about Superman is as someone who is very passionate about the character and would be excited to play it. So I see him kind of as a front runner, um, just in kinds of, in terms of look and 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 what I've seen from him, and just kind of hearing the adoration he has for the character because that's what I loved about Henry Cavill as well, just his love for the character. So despite what the character kind of had to do based off of what the director's vision was, you could tell he still cared about the character. So um, I think that's definitely necessary for this. And so I think he would be my personal front runner, especially because I don't really know much else about the other actors. I mean, I know Jacob Elordi because I do watch Euphoria. Um, but like, it's he plays a very harsh character in that. So for me, it's very hard to see him as Superman. Um, he has the look, yes, but just kind of knowing, not seeing anything else of him but his euphoria character. And even he was in those kissing booth movies. He's this oh, very okay. he's this very harsh, you know, just wanting to beat people up kind of character in both of those. So it's hard for me to see him as this wholesome, smiley, you know, charming kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Mr. Cornsweet well, has my vote. <laughs> Who's to say that playing against type for a major superhero has not had its successes in the Yes, past. It, it definitely, definitely. Has. It, it, I'm not saying it can't work. It's just for me picturing it. I can't picture it. And there are a lot of castings in the past that I couldn't picture. And then once they've done yeah. it and I've seen him in the role, I can't picture anybody else doing it. So it, any of these men, just based off of kind of how they look, you know, you could see them in the Superman suit. But just, I think David Cornsweet is just somebody I kind of, you know, seen enough of as opposed to the other guys that I could, I could see it. I could picture it. All I can say about this is that I am delighted that this profile of actor is being thought of. Yeah, for definitely. This Superman and 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 because it will cause the least amount of discord rage from people, unnecessary drama, and is, just it's yeah. just not what you need. And pull focus and, and, away from, you know, this new era of DC that should be really exactly. exciting for fans. Exactly. Yeah. The best thing, you know, the best thing this movie can do is not necessarily reverse everything that was done by Snyder's Superman and, and, and those things. As I said, I think they are one on their, you know, they are a thing on their own. People get too... People still get too over-enthusiastic about hating them. And I don't really get it because yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just a particular interpretation. It's not damaging anybody. It's not hurting anybody. It's just a particular interpretation that I actually think was ultimately when you watch the entire 
meant to you know when you watch the entire get your words out when you yeah. watch the entire <laughs> um movies that were in the formats they were meant to be in yeah actually makes perfectly kind of coherent sense as as well as thematic sense yeah. you know cavill's superman's journey and all that kind of stuff and i think cavill was really really good as superman but what Gunn's Superman, I think, should be doing is not reversing all of the genuine, intriguing darkness about that version to just making it light and poppy and I'm Mr. Hope. Because we had that with Reeve. That was Reeve and Reeve. Nobody will, will do it better than Reeve in terms of just pure. Yeah, because I think Brandon Ralph was also, Brandon Ralph also tried to go that route as well. Um, so yeah, kind of, we didn't get into the darker version, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a good balance to that or if people do really want to see that light version again. Um, whatever. I want, I, do, I, do, I, I want to see a balance because the balance is what is, the balance is what will make the movie the most interesting. It can possibly be. Yeah. And I'm not saying completely, you know, go to town on the darkness and go to town on the misery and the difficulty. Don't do that. Don't do that. But don't have it just be simple. And I don't think he will. We have. I'm not questioning. No, he's very complex in James Gunn, and he's very good at balancing the dark and the and the light. He is. Um, I mean, look you know, at what he's just done with exactly so much stuff. dark emotional stuff in that film, but also this light, fun tone, and, and being able to go from a very dark moment to a very silly moment seamlessly so i think if anyone's going to be able to balance those two sides it, it, it'll be him so um i'm i'm excited and also i think there was talk of nicholas holt um potentially being up but you know some some outlets are saying that he was up for superman and others are saying he's up for lex luther um you know i've been um told that he was uh you know second behind patents and do play matt reeves batman so um, weird when you think of that. Yeah. It? Weird when you think of Pattinson as, as Batman. The Batman. That yes, that first original plot it, just felt very it worked weird. So well. Um, it, yes. Um, so I could definitely see Nicholas Holt as Lex, especially if we're going for a younger Superman to have a contemporary Lex would be great. And after kind of what he did in the menu, um, I think he, yeah. he 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 would be a great Lex Luthor. So I would love I've to always, see that from him. Um, I'm sure but, I said this when when we were talking about Renfield. Nicholas Holt is a wonderful weasel. He and is Lex Luthor. Ultimately, he's a bit of a weasel. A little bit, a little bit. Yes, he has presence, and I think Nicholas Holt is would be such a good balance of genuine, intelligent presence. And just connivingly cunning weaseliness. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he'd be great at doing that. I think he would be a wonderful Lex Luthor and not a good Superman. 
Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't see him as Superman, but I, I could actually see him as Lex. So yeah, those are kind of just what's out there right now in terms of casting. None of this is confirmed. Uh, James Gunn, you know, obviously out of respect for these actors, he's not going to, yeah. you know, he he said he's not going to comment on what people audition for because that's their personal business. Um, so yeah, I think you know I, they plan on starting filming in January. So I'm sure closer to that time, that's when we'll get official news of of casting for sure. But if you know whatever's in the running, uh, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking kind of the tract of what potentially is being thought of for for these characters. So so yeah, so am I. So <laughs> am I definitely. It's exciting. Now, let's finally turn <laughs> our entire attention to Fast and Furious. As Janine, I did think you wanted to just give a little yes. bit of a, a non-spoiler <laughs> review on yes. Fast X, as I haven't seen it yet because of the time we are having to record this week's show. Yes, so hopefully we can do a separate spoiler review for you guys once Morgan has had a chance to see the movie. But for now, I did, I just saw the movie uh, today and yeah, it's, it's bonkers like every other Fast movie. I did enjoy it a lot more than Nine. I think Nine just... I don't know. It wasn't as entertaining as the other films. Um, this one was a lot of fun, um, but again, kind of all over the place. Um, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard people. <laughs> we've been talking about DC characters. I've heard people refer to Jason Momoa's villain here as the Joker, <laughs> the Fast franchise. No, dear. And you know, once you see it. That's not a too far comparison. He's a very manic and taking light in in his destruction. Um, just very silly and um, a bit morbid and very sinister, but doing it in this kind of laughing at everything way. So he's very much projecting this Joker energy, which I don't, I didn't expect Jason Momoa to be able to pull off, but I was, I, I, he felt believable in the fact that he was enjoying himself. He was having fun, just kind of relishing in this villain character. Um, it is set up for him to more, you know, his goal is more to not kill, but to ruin lives and, and punish uh, as opposed to outright killing. So he wants what to inflict... have to punish them for. <laughs> well, the, if you watch the trailer, he he is you're led to believe that he is the son of the guy from the the drug lord that you know from Fast Five where they stole his. Safe. Okay. And you know they kind of recreate those scenes showing that he was there the whole time. Okay. Yes, and even on the bridge when his father is killed, he was blown into the water, and, and see, so he wants revenge for the death of his father. And so even just kind of them recreating that scene and throwing him in there was very much kind of like what they did with Tokyo Drift and and throwing Shaw in there and, and all of that. Yes, yes. So, yes. you know, and it just, it was nice to see Paul Walker again. It was nice to see Brian again. So just in the recreation of that moment, we got to see a little bit of Brian, so I thought that was nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, kind of the events lead us to kind of have our characters be separated. So we're getting a little too many branch storylines, a little too many characters to have to follow because they're not together in this. They're all kind of scattered. So it gets a little busy in terms of trying to follow 
these characters here and these characters there and these characters trying to do this and these so it's a lot <laughs> there are a lot that the family is big so it's is very it balanced well in moments like it's interesting to see characters interact or characters in these groupings because usually they are all together so getting to kind of see characters be in different these these specific groupings is kind of interesting to see in moments but other times it just feels very it, it it's very busy and it's hard to kind of focus on on the story when you have so many things kind of happening and you're introducing new characters on top of yeah. kind of trying to enjoy the characters that are there so it's a lot going on it's coherent it's easy to follow but it's just a lot of directions you have to kind of look in and remember oh yeah that was what they were doing the last time we saw these characters oh yeah i forgot about them over here oh <laughs> so it's kind of like you have to bounce your attention around but they still manage to make it coherent enough but you have to kind of remind yourself and check oh yeah that's that's what was going on over here um but i found myself very entertained i had fun with Jason Momoa's villain. Um, I will say it does, you know, obviously Vin Diesel has announced they want to split this into like two more parts. So I think yeah. it's, it's fair to say that this does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, if you are going to see it, there is no end credits, but there is a mid credit. So stick around. Okay. Um, so we do get some surprises in there. Um, that I think a lot of people know what the surprises are because yes, social I, media has ruined surprises. Has ru we, yes, we won't I, do it here. No, no. But I have been kind of spoiled on some things as well. So I, yeah, as I'm not going to say them here, but um, yes. Uh, generally, yeah, I definitely had a lot more fun with this than I did with Nine. I When I first watched Nine, I found myself kind of just zoning out and not really paying attention. Uh, but I obviously did a full rewatch and watched it again. Um, and yeah, I, I got more enjoyment out of it this time. But it's still, I you know, I just did not have a, as much fun with it as I did or was entertained as much as the other films. So uh, this one is definitely more entertaining. We do get a bit of street racing, so we're not losing that aspect. Yes, um, but obviously, Yes. Um, so yeah, overall, a lot of fun. A lot of new characters to meet. I think um, they it makes it a little bit long because we do have to kind of get moments with these characters along with moments with our old characters. I think um, I, I know they had some issues with Justin Lin leaving halfway through kind of the directing process and having to find a different director. Um, uh, so, um, even with that and, and those issues, they still were able to create a coherent story that fits into this world. Um, and I think they worked in, I think it was smart to connect this movie to probably the best movie in the series, which is, I think a lot of yeah. people see as five um, connecting it to a moment of this franchise that was like peak. So um, connecting it to that, I think help, helped make it more entertaining. Um, but yeah, a lot going on, but it's definitely fits to the soapy <laughs> energy of what these okay. movies do okay. in terms of story. Um, solid action, some great action set pieces that are completely ridiculous and heightened way more, you know, just keeping with the trajectory of what these set pieces do. They so definitely continued me, that. <laughs> you're telling me that this movie goes more than what Nine did when it sent Roman and Tej to space. Um, 
I, I I'll say it, I don't think it did more, but it definitely stayed on the level of what. Wow. Okay. Of what, what all what those these last few years have been. I don't think they upped it, but I think they managed to to keep up the the craziness okay. of, of some of these things. We get a, a lot of cool, great like great hand to hand combat kind of sequences and fights. Well, Vin Diesel. So, sure. Vin Diesel. Hum to hum. He looks like he can't move quick enough. He... Well, no, not really Vin, but other characters get some good. Older characters. You know, you know, because doing this rewatch, I forgot that they actually set up Han and Roman to really not not be the best fighters, but they actually seem like maybe in between the years <laughs> they've okay. picked some things up. So, um, yeah, um. Uh, Ramsey, she gets to fight as well. I think was her name, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. She gets to do little fighting as well. Uh, Charlize is in there. It's in the trailer. Her and her and Letty get a big fight sequence as well. Oh, I really okay. liked Brie Larson. She had some great outfits, I will say, and she was very cool in her scenes. Uh, so, so really enjoyed Brie Larson. She was kind of a little badass in her moments. So, yeah, I enjoyed the new characters. But well, yeah. John Cena will be doing the hand-to-hand combat, won't he? Course he will. Yes, John Cena's been yes. his entire life. Um, and we do get a bit of Mia in there as well. Um, Ooh, okay. uh, if you, I don't know if I, I want like. To say she was anything. missing from nine. Was she? Was she in nine? She was there. She actually had quite a bit to do in nine, more than Which she's ever had she to do. From? She kind of comes in um, eight. She wasn't eight. really an eight. She might, have, she might have been missing from eight. They yeah. merged together as one thing. Yeah, she wasn't really an eight, but she 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 comes back in nine, especially because you know that John Cena is her brother as well. So, um, oh, that's right, and there's the child as well. Yes, 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 and and Dom's child. So, um, yeah, we're introduced to a ton of new characters along with our old ones. So it's it's a lot to focus on, but overall, I had fun with it. Um, like I said, Dunn's end on a bit of a cliffhanger, so I'm really kind of excited to see how they kind of continue on this story. Um, yeah, and why they yeah. are doing, we don't know. Just finish it. I mean, the 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 reasoning <laughs> behind it being that. Oh, well, technically, if it's a two or three part finale, there's still 10 movies. So we right. Technically, it's 10. 10 we wanna, yeah. So they're kind of trying to just cheat the fact that they wanted. Yes. So they kind of just cheated the fact that they kind of always put this stamp of 10 on it. I will say also, I wish they would have worked in Brian not being there better or Brian's kind of presence better um, than they did. So I'm intrigued by that, but maybe I won't push you further until <laughs> we actually get into a... Yeah, I mean, it's not a big thing, obviously, because, you know, what are they going to do? He, he's not there. But he's not there. <laughs> yes, but I wish they there. kind of would have found more creative, because I loved, I loved at the end of Nine, Oh, um, empty chair. He's on his way, and he pulls into the. And you see his car pull into the driveway. Oh, I see. I yes. see. I see. So, so I so wish I would have. I wish no, they I see what you mean now. Yes, I wish they would have worked around explaining why he's not there, or made his presence be felt a little bit more in some kind of creative way, um, as opposed to some characters saying, "Oh, he's busy. Oh, he's with the kids. Oh, he's 
you know, <laughs> that I, kind of thing. I realize, I realize what you meant now. I didn't think you meant just um, a, a character said, Brian's not here because he's at the shops or something like yeah you know, that's like kind that. of that's kind of what they that. do I thought you meant <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant like they were you know there was uh, a, the big reason for some reason no I no no, forget no, no. That, I always forget that Brian's actually still alive yes when, yeah you know technically even though obviously the act you know yeah yeah so I wish a, they would have just kind horrible of situation found but... create more creative ways to explain brian's absence you know i see i see yeah because i really like you know that was yeah what they did at the end of nine was great oh he's on his way he pulls into the driveway so we we feel him but here we didn't really feel him but i love that we got to see him when they kind of recreated the the big kind of finale of fast five so yeah good okay (laughs) well let's actually get into a bit of a let's talk now because we did want to uh give our rankings yes fast and furious (laughs) movies Uh, a difficult task really because the middle ones merge into one movie yeah (laughs) not the middle ones in the series i mean the middle ones in my rankings some of the middle ones in the series kind of merge into one movie and i have to remind myself what exactly happened in certain movies and things like that because they all kind of blur together at a certain point but um are we going to do our typical if you know, wait until yeah. Let's let's just let's, let's blast through them. We've got a top nine. Okay. Um, we would obviously we've not um counted Fast X because still only only you have seen it as we've just. We also didn't count Hobbs and not, Shaw because it no, we've not the the Hobbs events of Hobbs and Shaw don't really yeah. affect the the plot of these movies so um yeah we're just talking nine movies there were also two short films so you know you can uh, people will probably be oh, right. yes, of <laughs> the two little short films explaining you know dom and letty in mexico or, or brazil and um uh, and the supercharged prelude of how how brian got from la to miami um, so these those little shorts. Yes, <laughs> and they were they were shorts to fill the time between one and two, and was it four and five? Um, between yeah, yes, yeah. Well, because technically, yes, yes, because I'm like three is now kind of seven. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is well, actually kind yeah. Of, I'm not. I'm yeah. Not, whenever time happened i don't yes so this yeah so the the little short film that vin diesel directed is before the events of four before the events of four yes okay okay yeah well yes let's go through um with our number nine that is probably probably not actually (laughs) the same but it's probably is the same thing yeah uh, what what is your number nine, Janine? My number nine is Tokyo Drift. My number nine is also Tokyo <laughs> Drift. It is. It's a it's a strange movie. Yes, um, I, I, I do I hate Lucas Black so much. I mean, I I like him. I I I I I don't hate Lucas Black, but no, I don't. It's hate just him, so you know what I mean. So yes, yes, it's so very separate from everything. Um. I, I like the I like the kind of repurposing of it very much like uh you know Thor the Dark World being the worst Thor movie and then um you know Endgame kind of <laughs> making it special making 
making Dark World required watching and 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 giving some more to that movie that wasn't great. So I like that, you know, even though it it's, makes no sense in terms of timeline and how people look and the phones, people read the technology of the time. I like that they repurposed this movie that felt so separate and tried to um, integrate it back into the main timeline so i appreciate it for that but in and of itself it's the weakest one it just feels very separate it doesn't move the kind of craziness of of these stories forward so it obviously games han who everybody loves yes yeah but it's it's a strange it tried to do its own thing and i think it would probably be looked back on more fondly had the fast and furious movies become more like Tokyo Drift, and it was, you know, you had fa- the Fast and the Furious, you had yes. the Fast and Furious, you had Tokyo Drift, and then perhaps from four onwards to whatever they may have gone to, it was in, it was with a, a you know, a, a bunch of other people in in South Africa, a bunch of other people in in another Argentina part of the world, or, yeah, and their know, style of racing or whatever. Um, yeah, that would have. I think that would make us look back more fondly on Tokyo Drift, but it it is the weakest one, and I think that's and it's so all separate from this very same. tight this very tight continuity. So um, yeah. I like that they did try to work it in there, but generally the movie as a whole it feels very just separate from everything. So well, number eight for me is the fourth film, Fast and Furious. Oh, well, I have that one much higher, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Um, My number eight is Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, I have that way higher. Of course you do. <laughs> number seven. Uh, Fast Nine. Yes, same. Okay. Yes. Which I did get into a little bit in my spoiler-free review. Just was not very exciting i mean i don't even think i saw this one in the theater and so i bought it thinking oh you know i'm excited and even just kind of getting that little tease of lucas black being it and bow wow <laughs> like i'm like oh that's cool they brought them back um and then yeah just i don't know if it was just the going to space or just the action sequences weren't as dynamic or the story itself just was um kind of very meandering and um you know, it felt like, I don't know. I don't know. It just wasn't as entertaining as the other ones. I think the, the story of it felt kind of too complicated, um, like the mission that they had to do. Um, and, and then you're, you know, I liked that we maybe got some insight in the past of, of Dom's, you know, history with his dad and this brother seemed to come out of nowhere. Very so, much so. So that felt, you know, I don't think they did a, good enough job uh really warranting you know this character who's supposed to kind of be this big part of his life just not even being mentioned or thought about or you know it just felt very much out of nowhere bringing in this very integral character to dom's life um so i think that kind of made it feel a little bit sloppy and then you kind of have this whole side plot of of um cypher coming back and her motives and I mean, I really, I, I, I really do like Cipher. I do like her, but you know how they worked her into the story just felt kind of, you know, she didn't really have much to do. Um, and you I know, just think she what, finally nine... when she gets the moment to actually do something. She's like immediately kind of defeated. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 
what Nine did was perpetuate a lot of the stupidity of, of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. And just allow people to, to watch complete nonsense on screen. <laughs> Because they yeah. finally went to space. And it's just like, that was always a joke that people said. Yes, and then they, they actually did it. it. Yeah. But because they're clearly aware of that joke, they have clear they were clearly aware of that joke. So yeah. Like, well, why not do it? We're at the stage now where we can yes. literally get away. And so it, it took we're away. doing anything in our movies. Yes. So it's, 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 it's less of a... I don't think you can remotely take nine... Seriously, and I don't think I will be able to remotely take Fast X seriously, but because that's that's just where the movies are in 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 the world's mindset. Yes, and I think what makes these movies so fun is the the the, the way they are in on the joke is that they take it very seriously. Yeah. So the fact that they you know actually went to space was them not taking it seriously or playing it seriously. and just kind of playing into the goofiness of it. But when you have this story that is very far-fetched, but your characters are really invested and are taking it wholeheartedly seriously, I think that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes it, they know it's ridiculous, but they are putting their all into it. Like this is really happening. Um, I think that's what makes these movies so fun. And, and, you know, you can kind of just go with it, but when they, kind of wink at the camera then it kind of pulls it pulls pulls that curtain yeah you know and a little bit i don't get me wrong i had fun with nine but it's certainly on the weaker end yeah which is why i think it, it fits nicely into the seventh seventh spot, spot. We both have yeah it there. yes um number six jimmy uh fate of the furious so the eighth one Oh, see, Matt, Matt, I've, I'm higher with Fate wow. of the Furious. I quite okay. like Fate of the Furious. Okay. Um, um, that's your... My number six is is actually The Fast and the Furious. The first okay. movie. Well, that is my number five. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about that one then. Now, um, yes, the rip-up of Point Break that it is, it's pretty good it's at least grounded it's at least uh, a genuine interesting kind of action movie it's yes very dated it's incredibly <laughs> 2001 no, yeah but just that relationship you see him really bond with these people and you know his whole relationship with mia and then having to uh, you know, hide that and and the kind of struggle he has to deal with in terms of of you know turning in people that he's bonded with. Um, I will say, I've loved for Paul Walker. You know, now seeing them, you know, recently back to back to back to back, him really grow as an actor in these movies because this first one, his acting was not great. You can tell he's an actor who was very green but because of how good looking he was that's what kind of got his foot in the door so this one he's not the best actor but even by the end of the movie you see him doing a little bit better than he was by the start (laughs) and once we get deeper into the franchise i think he like becomes a solid actor throughout this Uh, franchise um so but even him not being the best actor i think he feels like a real person 
enough that like you feel like the conflict that he's dealing with and the stress he's dealing with in having to you know potentially turn in these people who he's starting to care about and i like the bond yeah. that forms between him and and then vin is great in this movie um as as very commanding but caring and, and having that loyalty but still being tough um really so my favorite thing about the movies themselves and and we obviously don't get it anymore but is the the brian and dom friendship it obviously it obviously starts in in the fast and the furious and because it has that point break edge of is it just all a fake out is it just a holler yeah ploy on brian's side just to infiltrate no it's actually not by the end of the movie yeah it's actually genuine you feel that i feel like i remember really feeling that from the first movie yes um, and it does feel so so different i mean too fast too furious is like that as well they do feel so so different to what we get you know nowadays going yes fast and furious just so ground like this, this literally started with stolen dvd players right Right. And now they're doing espionage and shit. Um, but yes, I mean, I enjoy this first movie for what it was. Really, you know, was impressed with Vin Diesel as an actor. Just kind of, you know, he has his niche and what he does well. And I think this is what he does well. Despite how corny kind of a lot of his profound lines are, they feel very... You know, they're actually, he they make a lot of sense. He and, believes. Yes. Them. And, it, it, you know, he has a code and you love a character with a code and who, who sticks to that code. Um, and I love that. So, you know, this first movie, to see wh what it's become just from this movie. Um, and I saw Vin Diesel, I think, on the Kelly Clarkson shows talking about him and Paul just sitting in an airport and people like walking over them. And they had just, I think, finished this movie. And Paul telling him, wait till this movie, you know, enjoy this moment of anonymity. Because as soon as this movie comes out, yeah. we're not going to have that. And just the fact that he believed in this movie so much before it even came out that he could turn to Vin and say that, um, you know, and and knowing how much he cared about this and how, what the the potential he saw in and every movie then kind of said after every premiere there would be so it would just be the two of them walking out no one else would be around them and they would talk about how many more can we do we can definitely do another one we can definitely do another one because they believed in it so much so um knowing that and then kind of watching this movie just makes it feel kind of special seeing what it was able to become um, so yeah, I, I you know well, this is what I mean in terms this of quality I mean of movie and high. what we've and what we what we've seen since then. Um, I think that other other films have been able to do it better, and obviously, like I said, Paul Walker's performance has been better. But I, I think in the middle of the road, this movie I think is solid. So yeah, it, it it's where it belongs. It belongs in the middle. Yes. Um, it's 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 good. It's very time capsule-y. It's very yeah. of its time. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but it does, you know, at its heart, it has what is the heart of the Fast and Furious movies, and it is that bond between those two lead characters. And it, it presents that very, very strongly. 
and every car in the movie is horrible apart from Dom's car, <laughs> yes, as it always are. usually yes, is. You, you are, you know, you're not a car person, you're not a gearhead, but you you have a fondness for the muscle, the muscle cars as opposed to the kind Dom's of- char Dom's <laughs> Dodge Chargers. Yeah. Every yes. other car that's ever been in Fast and Furious movies. It's like, no, no, thank you. We don't yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my number five, that, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. your number five, my number five is four, is, is Fast, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, okay. Um, really because I just remember, again, it's, it's for very similar reasons, I suppose, to what I like about one, is it's the bond between the two of them. Yes, the coming. We haven't then had that for three, you know, for yes. two movies. Yeah. It's nice to have that back. You know, you feel that it's more of a true Fast and Furious movie. It's starting to get on the level of, oh, we're dealing with drug lords now. Yes. Okay. So, like, for me, aside from their kind of coming back together and us seeing them together you know, for the first time since that first movie and them rebuilding that relationship, it's kind of forgettable. It's You know, a, everything it's else kind of going forget- on, our villain, everything else just feels quite forgettable aside from their coming back together. Um, so. Maybe, maybe I'm just focusing on that a lot because, I, yeah, I don't think it's enormously memorable, but I think it's certainly a level of better more well-made action movie that becomes more a slightly more over the top yet still remains not more grounded crazy, like still remains not absolutely insane yes has them come back you know into each other's lives brian and dom and and really the the, the bond is there the friendship is yeah so very strong the team begins to grow large yeah i mean this is the movie where we get gal gadot so it is i think a very very good movie yes okay it's not as memorable as some of the other ones it's probably not even as memorable as ones i've got lower down too fast too furious for example (laughs) i think is probably more memorable it's just silly (laughs) um but i i do remember appreciating for for giving me an indication of 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 where the movies were going while still taking itself actually seriously while being still a good solid action movie yeah that, that wanted to you know, it didn't want to be silly yet. It didn't want to be over theatrical yet. It just wanted to be fun and action heavy. Yeah. And I, I, I like that about okay. I like that about Fast and Furious. That's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, your number four. My number four is Fast Seven. Furious Seven. Furious Seven. Yes. Uh, Um, I'm higher. I'm higher with with Furious Seven. Okay. Furious Seven. My number. My number four is is number six, which is called what? I mean, it's Fast and Furious Six. Um, Fast and Furious Six. Yeah. Yeah. The the British one. 
the British. Yes, um, that is my number three. <laughs> okay, so that works. We'll we'll we'll, yes. we'll talk about that. Now. <laughs> yes, I mean, I just had fun with this bizarro version of our team, you know, because yes, you know they that. really set up the big family team aspect in five, and so getting to and people loved that seeing all these different facets. It's like when you get your different friend groups together. <laughs> um you know for the first time like you have your friends from work and your friends from your college classes and your friends from childhood and they all come together to hang out with you and for the somehow first time. get along yes so it's like it was kind of like that with five and i think people really loved that so getting to see this team continue on and even roman really calling that out like that was one of the funnier scenes to me that he's like they're like us <laughs> like this is white hob <laughs> this blonde girl is is uh is you brian <laughs> <laughs> and you know this is Tej with the beanie <laughs> like, yes i love that we got this bizarro world version of our our loved team so i thought that was kind of a a, a cool dynamic that you have these people who are a, a, a direct challenge to to our team so i thought that was a really cool aspect um seeing hobbs kind of really become part of the team as well um you know i think Letty coming back and having her not really remember and seeing where she fits in into remembering and him very being you know uh Dom being very devoted to trying to to make her remember him um and that's so what that's what is a standout I think from from six for me is the Letty stuff because I actually think it's really well handled for such a yeah for a, a, a movie series that has now at this point turned to silliness <laughs> yes you know, very soap opera in terms of you know bringing people back from the dead and all of back that kind of dead. yeah um it it does actually treat it really quite emotionally and i i appreciated it about that i really do quite like you know the shores uh, as a yeah introducing family. that family um so we do get um you know luke evans in here he's not a super strong villain but he's menacing enough and um he, he you know in the role and attractive enough in terms of you know he, how he is with letty and their kind of scenes together of him you know feeling like she owes him something and yeah, kind of I feel controlling like it's her in that way dark movie at times as well. yeah probably one of the darker fast and furious movies maybe that's its british sensibilities because and i do <laughs> oh oh yes yes um and you know i like that um we you know i like the fast movies that still you know don't forget where it started and still do at least give us a focused racing kind of moment yeah. uh so um i appreciate when the movies don't veer away from that and still give us a fun kind of racing moment um with with our characters so they don't kind of forget their roots um which we do get in this movie so yeah i liked the the kind of team versus team type aspect um the big kind of crazy runway finale that happens yes. um you know we do get some um, we suffer some emotional losses with giselle um and you know what that does to han so you know there they, there feels like there are some stakes there because obviously you know i think we know that 
something's going to happen to Giselle because, you know, Han ends up in Tokyo alone. So I think we already kind of, so it was just like a build up to see how that was going to happen. Um, But yeah, and I like what that leads to later with Deckard Shaw and, and, you know, him having to get revenge for his brother and all of that. So I like what it sets up. I like the dynamic of the characters. I like Hobbs being more in the story. Um, I like that they don't veer away from the, you know, race car stuff, like racing. And they do bring that element in even just a little bit. Great action sequences, the hand-to-hand fight between uh, Gina Carano and uh, and Michelle Rodriguez was solid, in you know, in the tube. Um, so, yeah. I really have a lot of fun with six, especially coming out of five and having so much fun with five and then still seeing this team kind of continue on. Cause I think that's kind of the last time we really get that solid version of this team. I mean, we get it in seven, but kind of, you know, now we're missing some people. <laughs> so. Yeah. We, we seven, such a seven, such a strange one, but we'll obviously get in on to talking about seven. Yeah. Um, but you are right. I think it's it's almost peak team six, almost yeah. because everybody's there from five. Plus mostly, yeah. <laughs> mostly, yeah. Um, plus Hobbs now being kind of more ingratiated on, on their yeah. side. Plus Hobbs so. being an actual member of the team. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's. It is, you are probably right in saying that, but no, for me, it is the darkness of it. It is the Letty stuff. It is the controlling nature of of that and Luke Evans being that, and it really all being about, we have to go and save Letty. Yeah. I like that sort of stuff. I think it's why, um, getting into my number three, I think we're on now, or your number three, what's your number three? Was that six? That was, um, so my number four was seven, but you said you had seven higher, right? Yes. And then, yeah, so six was my number three. So my number three is Fate of Furious. Okay. <laughs> but in a similar sense, because it's it's Dom now that's the one. Oh, yes. the mind control, <laughs> you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I really did like that. I really genuinely like I, I, yeah. I think it's, uh, my fondness for Fate of the Furious, I think, comes from Cypher, comes from Charlie's Theron. Yeah, having this kind of badass strong. female villain um, and well, it's, some it's revelations here. Mm-hmm. Like, after, after the end of Furious 7, obviously, Paul Walker's fortunately passed away. Brian's away. No more yeah. Brian. Yeah. Vin Diesel is now the one. And the very next movie, they drag him away from the team and yeah, turn him separate on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good to me. I love that. That was a very point. soapy and surprising, like a solid, interesting thing to change things up so that things don't I really get like it. I think yeah. it works. You're right. Well. You're right. The change back. Yeah, okay, the change back's a little bit. We kind of have to do it. It's a bit weak. But the original scenario of having Dom's team have to face Dom yeah, is wonderful to me. I, I think Fate of the Furious is very fun in terms of its its chases. Isn't that the one with the big glacier 
chase. Yes, on many... the ice and the submarine and, and the torpedo. And the submarine. And... Yeah. I love that. It's nonsense. I really like it. Cypher's such a strong villain. The switch of Vin Diesel actually having Vin Diesel try and act a bit because he has to do something a little bit different than what he's been doing all the other movies. Yes, we do get a revelation. We get some tears from him because, you know, it's revealed of Elena and his son. And, you know, Elena gets killed and, um, you know, all of that. You know, it really sets up Cypher as a brutal villain just killing Elena right in front of him like that. And and then, you know, we do get that fun scene of, of Deckard, you know, killing a bunch of dudes and fighting while he's carrying around the baby and the fact that they recruit him to help save you know his, his son and that's when Decker kind of you know gets on the good side and also bringing Luke Evans back because I'm really fond yeah. of you know really sticking to the continuity like we talked a little bit about with Mission Impossible how you know you revisit the past because you know you like some things from earlier iterations of something and when you feel like maybe that's been forgotten, but then they find a way to bring it back, which this franchise does a lot of. So to bring Luke Evans back and that character into the mix, I thought was a fun little thing to actually see these, you know, all this stuff that Deckard's doing for his brother and we get to see their dynamic together a little bit in this movie. Uh, so yeah, there were a lot of fun moments. Cypher's a good villain. Um, uh, just I feel like I, I have more fun with with some other movies a little bit higher up. So why I didn't have it too high from the top. But I do, like you said, appreciate the twist of of Dom kind of, you know, having to be what our team goes up against. I think that's a really smart way to keep it from getting stale. Yeah, it is. I, I, I really like that aspect of the feat. Okay. The Furious, I really do. Okay. Um, Number twos, then, Janine. Your number two <laughs> is oh number two, isn't it? <laughs> my two is fast five. <laughs> You're tall, for goodness sake. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, well, my, my number two, my number two is Furious 7. Okay. Um, I hate the fact that your number one is that ridiculous <laughs> movie. My number two is Furious 7. Um, again, really, really strong villain because Deckard is, is your big bad in that. He's well, the one out for revenge. Yes, but like on top of that, then I think all the stuff with the God's Eye and I think that's yes. what we get. Kurt Russell and our Mr. Nobody, yes. which I also forgot to bring up in eight. I did not like the <laughs> the Scott Eastwood trying to be Paul Walker character, well, little nobody. Funny, yes. So I forgot to I forgot to mention that in my criticisms of, of eight. Um I didn't like, you know, Scott Eastwood trying to be a Paul Walker. Like it felt like, why are you doing this? Like just no, 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 not necessarily. Um, uh, but yes, this is where we get Mr. Nobody. Um, but I will say, like, then they also try to introduce another villain with Jaiman Hansu and him trying to get God's eye and all of that. Yeah, so that sure, but who that... remembers that? <laughs> here for Deckard, sure. Yeah, so, but he, like, is not even, like, your main villain. He's just kind of coming in every once in a while and, like, causing a little bit of trouble. Um, yeah, so those right. aspects, the villain aspect, I think, is just weak for me in this because you have Deckard kind of coming in every once in a while and, like, 
screwing things up, which I think I saw something that said he only had like 18 lines in the whole movie. Well, so it's literally, him. I mean, you don't yes. want him speaking a lot. So it's literally him just popping in and kind of causing trouble and then them getting away. And then they're trying to set up Jaiman Hansu as our big bad, but we don't even barely remember him. So the villain aspect was not strong for me, but I mean, the driving the car through the buildings was insane yes. and um we, we like that it's absolutely I mean, stupid even the task of having to write around paul's death in that i mean they i think they originally had some loose ideas because you know when paul is actually physically there we do get a lot of dialogue about um him stepping away him and mia stepping away Every because two, now they have children two, and them kind of using those little nuggets to actually make that the whole impetus for why brian needs to kind of step away um and so the way they were able to kind of story-wise work around that um you know finding out that uh letty and dom are married and i loved that yeah. idea that he didn't want to tell her he you know you can't tell someone they love you and it you know he wanted her to figure it out you know, he was patient enough to let her figure it out on her own instead of telling her. So I like that aspect of their relationship and her kind of finally remembering things. Very crazy with the street yeah. fight. The street always wins and him literally like stomping and breaking a whole parking garage and, you know, the craziness sure. that ensues. And, yes. You know, but I love the scene of Hobbs just like cracking his arm out of that cast. Like, you know just some very fun imagery in this one but i think the the villain aspect just kind of takes it down for me because they're just not not very strong considering what we've gotten in in other films so i don't i don't necessarily disagree i just think i like the the driven revenge aspect yeah of deckard in that um like you said it kind of finalizes letty's comeback to yeah reality which it was a plot point i loved from from six and i remember watching them for for morgan hasn't seen and being obviously very very familiar with the ending of furious seven with the annoying the song, horrific song <laughs> yeah. that i that i still do just vehemently dislike that song i think it's a grating horrible well we do get little twinkles of it in in 10 it's just score wise score based not the actual not the as long as it's not the singing no 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 charlie pooh no charlie um Um, but obviously me being so familiar with that ending prior to having any knowledge of fast and furious whatsoever because of paul walker's death because of the genuine kind of emotional parting of him yeah how they handled the that was really beautiful him, yeah him from the franchise and of course him in real life passing on the fact of me watching the end of that movie having already known the end of that movie when we watched it for morgan hasn't seen and actually feeling the emotions i was in I, I, you know, I was led to believe the populace felt at that time watching yeah. the remarkably successful movie because it, it was at that point a, an enormously like fourth biggest movie ever or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Something ridiculous. I never thought Fast and Furious would do that to me before watching them. Yeah. For, for, for Morgan hasn't seen me I even rewatching thought, it. 
I got emotional in that kind of goodbye and seeing the montage yeah. of, of, of yes. Paul's whole history in the films. Yes. And, you know, yeah, yeah. But I never thought it would do that to me because I'm a stubborn, horrible, hating <laughs> person on these movies. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. So I give Furious 7 a hell of a lot of credit for pulling that off. For It's probably more of a personal choice than actually, you know, I think six is probably a better movie yeah but this is a personal choices yeah and I... I i i have to give furious seven a lot of credit for actually being able to make me feel for the fast and furious movie. right to, to really hit a yeah like i got teary-eyed watching that you know after having seen it so many times so yeah yeah <laughs> well um, my number one is my number one is Fast Five. Yes, I think it's most people's number ones. Yes, we spoke about Fast Five throughout this ranking. I think it is. It's the peak in terms of quality yeah. of Fast and Furious movies because it is the perfect balance, I think, of the over theatricality that will come after and the groundedness that came before. Really, really great action exotic location in in brazil the drug lord aspect of of them going against that hobbs being great new characters even elena like being this uh yes. you know moral cop doing this out of loyalty to her her killed husband you know being the one kind of uncorrupt cop in this sea of corruption um, you know, our villain is solid in terms of just kind of, you know, being this smarmy businessman and, and, you know, having the, the police on, on his leash so hard that he owns the police station. So, you know, what our crew is up against and really bringing together all aspects, all generations of the series up to that point. So we're getting characters from four, we're getting Vince coming back from the first film, which I thought was really, yeah. I appreciated seeing him come back. Um, you know, and then every, you know, Roman and Tej from two and um, yeah. Gal from it's, four it, and, you know, just everybody. 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 Yeah. Han, yeah. So seeing the building of this team and really it encompassing every character we've kind of grown to know throughout that franchise up to that point, I thought was so much fun. And you really love that team dynamic and Hobbs coming in is great addition. Elena, great addition. Um, the, the safe through the streets such a fun sequence it it's a um, wonderful action sequence but yeah. you are right it is where the entire series becomes a, a family yeah it is, it, that is where it happens you can't break my family well that family truly starts yes okay it's been there since the beginning but the family as we know it starts in five yeah that's when they all, the known faces, come together as one for the first time, all of them. Yeah, Mia finding out she's pregnant and, and revealing that to to uh, Brian and Dom. And, and so that, that giving them just another inch of, of ground that we need to fight for. And the big yeah. fight between Hobbs and, and Dom and them realizing, you know, um, we have a common enemy. So maybe we should kind of work together. And the, how that kind yeah. of, how Hobbs gets ingratiated into that after, you know, his whole team gets killed, that whole sequence. And Dom, you know, this man is chasing him, but he steps up and, and helps. Hobbs and and how that Hobbs whole relationship works out. Pretty dead at him as well. Hobbs yes, pretty ruthless. Yeah. Oh yeah. After that movie, 
you yeah. know, because obviously Dwayne Johnson's massive and, <laughs> yes, you know, pretty intimidating anyway, but he really does feel kind of unstoppable. Yeah. And then, yes, the realisation happens. Hobbs kind of gets on board to take down what well, I can't remember his name. Bra- um, oh, no, no, Braga's, Braga's Bra- the four. No. Um, I, I don't I ju- And I just watched the movie. Like, his son is the same, I, I genuinely has the same name. Jason yeah. Momoa's dad. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think it's a really, really great action movie that is is a great action movie outside of Fast and Furious movies as well, which I think is most impressive. Yeah. Really. Um, but yes, your number one is my number my number eight. <laughs> well, shout out to the only other person who understands this, Brandon Hanna. Like <laughs> he loves I, I, this movie as much as I do. So shout out to you, Brandon. Too fast, too furious is my number one best movie. But why? But why? I I love the dynamic between Roman and Brian. I think it's so fun. Like all the ad libbing done by Tyrese is just so hilarious to me. He's such a funny character. Um, I love their friendship. Um, the simplicity of kind of their mission. It, it, like, I feel like it makes sense in terms of where Brian would be. You know, he's kind of on the run. He finds this street scene then, you know, he does get caught. And so, you know, how they recruit him, why they would need him. Uh, Cole Hauser is a menacing villain. Um, You know, his two thugs kind of being ingratiated into the plot and Tyrese just constantly messing with them, (laughs) joking with them. And um, I just, I just have a lot of fun with it. I think it's funny. I love the the street race at the beginning um, uh, that happens with, you know, we we need a fourth person who are we going to call here comes brian and how we reintroduce him to us after that first movie um tej being in the mix and uh yeah just some fun sequences in terms of them you know having to get the cars from those fonzie guys and uh, tej doing what he's actually supposed to be good at that's forgotten about for most of the rest of the entire series right like he was a mechanic and now all of a sudden he's like some tech genius two movies later he's a tech genius um but yeah and i think you know i think another question that's been out there like the uh, de niro pacino debate has been when did this series get kind of crazy and someone made a really good argument for the moment in this movie when brian drives the boat (laughs) into carter verone's yacht um yeah but and i would say that is a fair kind of start to the craziness that, but i feel like that's kind of a crazy thing to drive a car into a boat it is, um yes yeah and um i just have a lot i always have fun with this movie i think it's hilarious um some of the line delivery I, I, it's already like a, just another step of seeing paul walker actually be a solid actor because he has to kind of carry this movie and be the lead um you oh, because, so so the the quality of acting really shines in the um, yeah, because he, he has what's to. What's the up? stupid line? So <laughs> forget about it, cool. Exactly, <laughs> so the good. quality of acting so shown he- so heavily <laughs> there. I love it. I love it. But just their friendship and dynamic feels genuine. Like it feels real. Um, 
and and I love it. And I, I just I just have so much fun with that movie. It's a good balance of you know the darker tone with Carter Verone, like he's torturing this guy with a rat, and so them really feeling the heat of oh my gosh, we're you know it, it's the very it's the same kind of heat from the beginning of oh my gosh, we're gonna get caught. Um, you know, seeing how deep Ava Mendez is in in it, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then her kind of revealing you know, Carter revealing that he knows he's onto her. And so, I mean, I like the story they crafted around not having Vin Diesel um, crafting the story around where Brian would be after what he did in the first film. His dynamic with Tyrese is just so much fun. All of Tyrese's ad libs are hilarious. I love that friendship. It feels very real and genuine, you know, them kind of having to come up with their own fun plan um the racing sequences are great because again you know this is the core of these movies is the street racing aspect so i like that that played into um a lot of the story the cars are horrible (laughs) yes um and we do get a solid villain horrible cars by the way yes luminous um, orange and things like and, that and bright oh, pink and yeah crazy away. cars um but yes i I, re- I enjoyed the story it felt very plausible to where these characters would be after that first movie paul walker stepping up into the lead and and really um you know holding his own funny a lot of fun and uh yeah i, <laughs> just, I, I just love it i have so much fun with it I for do. how simple I, it I is i have fun i have fun i have fun with it so it's the one I love to revisit the most. So <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate your singular love for Too Fast, Too Furious, and and you are very singular. I mean, well, okay, oh, sorry, as well. <laughs> but you and Brandon Hannah can be very singularly yes. together involved <laughs> in your love of that. It's good. It is good. <laughs> it's nonsense. <laughs> It's nonsense. Well, we made it. We made it through our rankings. Of the we did. I mean, we we are on. We are on yeah. for a longer episode. So if you're still yeah. here, thank you for. Oh my god! Absolutely, um, thank you. Yeah. We did want to end as we always do with a bit of fun games. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get into some of this. This is my waffling on about killers okay. of the flower moon that's killed this <laughs> off. By the way. That, <laughs> Killed the maybe, time. Maybe a little bit. Um, but um, I, this was probably not a good idea to rank these films and then give you this quiz because I'm pretty sure we answered all of the questions on this. Oh, well, if I can just remember. From, just from our conversation. So it's my turn to, to test your skills this week. And so I thought, you know, we're talking Fast and Furious. Let's do some Fast and Furious trivia. So this is a BuzzFeed quiz called do you remember the fast and furious movies by heart let's probably not though no even still having just talked about them for 40 minutes yes so i'm like you're gonna know all of these now (laughs) because i think we got pretty in in depth with our conversation but fun and game segment of the show fast and furious trivia me asking morgan these questions so question what year did the first fast and furious movie hit theaters 2001. Okay. Very good. <laughs> what was Brian's original job? He he was uh, I mean he he worked in the in the police, he was a detective. I, I don't exactly know. He was a police. Yes, murderer. he was a cop. Yes. Yeah. Uh <laughs> what is the name of Dom's sister? Mia. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in what movie does Letty die? Well, Letty's alive. False information. <laughs> False information. Um. Well, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be four. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, thought, yes, it yes. Yeah. But it's false information. Yes, it is. Uh, which famous rapper permanently joined the cast? Well, probably Ludacris. Yes. <laughs> As he's, uh, is he even known for his music anymore? Anymore, yeah. I mean... Probably not as much. Um, what brand of beer does Dom exclusively drink? Who <laughs> <laughs> wrote this quiz? <laughs> Terrible. Um, oh, I wonder what it is. Is it uh, <laughs> Miller Light? No, it's it's Corona. Yes, that is correct. Which famous wrestler joined the cast in Fast Five? Well, that would be. Edwayne Johnson. However, we now have another wrestler. We do, we do. Uh, during the end chase in Fast Five, what is the team dragging behind their car? <laughs> I really should have checked this quiz. An enormous bank safe. Yes. Yes. Uh, what does Letty suffer from in Fast and Furious Six? Uh, well, I suppose it's amnesia, but it, it. Yes, that is correct. Well, yeah. What shape is the necklace Dom wears? It's a crucifix. Yes. Uh, which of so Owen... <laughs> constantly praise. Yes. Which of Owen Shaw's family members seeks revenge on the team? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Well, well, <laughs> the, the, Helen Mirren gets involved as well. Both of them. His brother. Both of them. Both his brother and his mother, because Helen Mirren does get involved. And his sister appears in Hobson Shaw. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, oh, my quiz like reset itself. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Okay. What is the name of the computer program the team looks for in Furious 7? Oh, that's, that's the, the God's Eye thing. Yes. Uh, how many skyscrapers do Dom and Brian jump through in Furious 7? Oh. T two. Do they not go from one to the other? I mean, I don't know. Technically, it's three because they go from one to another to another. But I guess if you're counting, not counting the first one. <laughs> There's yeah. three? Well, they start in one, they jump out of it, so I guess, yes, it's two. So they jump into one, and then they jump into another one, so I guess I only two. remember one jump. Sorry and there were that. two. There were two uh, jumps. If there's two jumps, then yeah, I've not got that one right. <laughs> Who ultimately betrays the team in the fate of the Furious? <laughs> Who ultimately... Um... What, what, what do you mean? Who ultimately betrays the team in The Fate of the Furious? Well, well, Dom switches. Yes, that is oh, correct. Oh, I thought you were tricking me. 
But he comes back at the end, these questions are not factually accurate. <laughs> Who is the mother of Dom's son? Um, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Who was killed? Who was she played by? Oh, God. Was Thor's it, was wife. It, <laughs> yes, was it Elsa Pataki? Whoever, yes. whatever her name was. Elena. Elena. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which item falls out the window of a building when the team is in New York? I haven't got a clue. New York? Yes. Don't know. No idea. Um, uh, cars. Uh, uh, cars. Well, that's which I forgot right. to talk about that sequence, which was really cool when Cipher makes all of the remote cars kind of animate. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. All the cars fall out of the windows, and yeah. I don't remember that being in New York, but okay. Uh, Vin Diesel doesn't appear in which Fast and Furious movie? Number two. <laughs> yes. He's sure. in the third one. The end. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think this is the last one. This is okay. oh no, there's there's two more. Okay. Um, okay. Which two characters starred in a spin-off movie? <laughs> God, I should have. Um, I should have. Well, considering the questions. title of that spin-off movie is the two characters' names. <laughs> yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Would you like first names? Luke and Deckard. Wow, look at you. Okay. Although I don't really know why off. anybody thought Dwayne Johnson looked like somebody called Luke. No, he doesn't. Okay, these are the last two questions. Uh, what is the total number of movies planned for the franchise? Well, we don't know now. So, <laughs> Well, there is, there's 10, choices 11. here. 11. 13. <laughs> no, that's not correct. Apparently, well, per this quiz, it's 11. <laughs> Nonsense. No, it's 13 because there's 10 real ones. Well, I think, I think, sure. And now there's going to be two more, according to Vin Diesel. So it's 13. Well, I think this was before he said that. Um, finally, what does Dom always say? You can't turn your back on. <laughs> No, it's, no it's, it's you can't break my family. No, but he That's says he that says. as well. <laughs> he says you can't break my family. It's but he sad. says this as well. <laughs> he says you can't turn back your back on family. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is it. You can't you turn your back on friends. <laughs> you aced this incredibly easy. Thank you. Thank you. Stunningly simple, fast and furious. Yes. Quiz. So I guess you know these movies by heart. Congratulations. Yay. I'm so proud of myself. Well, <laughs> there we go for this uh, fast and furious episode of yes. Monday. Madness. It is, of course, not the only show we have on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed with Morgan Hasn't Seen and It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show on Wednesdays and Fridays every every single week over there uh, on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Of course, if you are watching this on YouTube as well, subscribe, ding your notification bell on here for Monday Madness, for Morgan's movie collection, for Janine's videos as well on this 
uh, YouTube channel, all the fun stuff we do over here. Um, and other things, other things as well. If you would like to support us on Patreon or donate in any way, there are links in the description to do that. We can't do what we do without that generous support. And we love all our patrons so very dearly. Um, you can find us on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at The Purple Don with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram and TikTok at The Purple Don. All your fast and furious stuff is where. You can find me at Janine Bean underscore on Twitter, Janine Bean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, the link has been scrolling by on the bottom, or you can check the description or search It's a Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. We have some really fun designs in there, all the logos for our shows, plus some fun Stranger Things designs. So check it out if you want merch. And if you want to purchase any of my art in print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Yes. Well, there we go. I think, unless we have anything else to say, I'm going to go and watch Fast X now so we can do this separate full spoiler review. Yes. Because <laughs> the annoying scheduling that has been this weekend's recordings. Yes. All the shows. It's been tricky, but yes, definitely. Want to get your thoughts and, and do a full kind of spoiler talk with you. So, yes. Look I'm going to go and watch the movie. <laughs> I do think there's only one thing left to do, Janine, and you are definitely one hundred and fifteen thousand doing another Vin Diesel impression, please. <clears throat> Three, two, family. <laughs> Sounds like a gorilla. Bye. Bye. Does Vin Diesel not sound? Like a it does sound like a gorilla. King Kong starring Vin Diesel.